Oh, hi there. I was just editing one of my podcasts here. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but you can call me Dylan, and this is the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hey, let's see how this thing sounds. Oh, hold in! Okay, so it needs a little more work, but that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Oh, don't take my word for it, though. You can find out for yourself when you listen to today's Wadfam Chalkpod. Welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here this week talking about episode 34 of Adventures in Odyssey, Stormy Weather. This is a classic. This is a core memory of Odyssey for me, and perhaps traumatic, I'm not sure. Some of the sounds Wit makes in this episode are very concerning. <laughs> Well, there's that. I, yeah. Um, so my history with this episode is I've maybe heard it before, but it gets the, I know like clips of it very well mm-hmm. because they get used in other episodes. Yeah, this is like, yeah, an iconic Odyssey episode. And um, they do the big storm big whatever causes chaos odyssey episode a lot they use that format of, you know sure regularly. there's like the the tornado one there's the one where they're all like locked in and telling stories about love yep and then there's, there's the two yeah well and then there's another snowstorm one that they just put out um that's they did like a whole three-parter on and yeah no, mm. they they like they like their natural disasters in Odyssey. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else is going on in a small town? We'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this episode first aired July 9th of 1988. It is the first one that we are talking about that is written by Paul McCusker. Wow. It was co-directed by McCusker and Lawler. Uh, okay. But McCusker's got sole writing credit. Is McCusker the Twin Peaks fan? Yes. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-Twin Peaks, buddy. Oh, I'm... Wait, This episode what? came out in 88. Oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> so this is a chicken or the... Wow. <laughs> so Odyssey is the chicken. Sure. Sure. Yep. Adventures in Odyssey inspired David Lynch. Yep. All of that. Everything tied to that. Why why not? It's all on focus on the family. So uh what what else what else do we have cast? of note about this episode? Yeah, I mean cast wise, uh this is the first appearance of Maggie Mawuli as June Kendall. Um and we also have Angelique Adams playing Debbie. Now Angelique Adams is not uh, has only ever appeared in this episode as Debbie, and Debbie's not a character who exists otherwise, but, mm-hmm. you know, Apparently she counts. She important. You know, I will give credit to to Angelique. And 
more importantly, we get June Kendall. Mm-hmm. Gotta love her. God yeah. love June. Their relationship yeah. is... Un- it's underrepresented, unfortunately, in the early parts of the show in yeah. a way that I wish it wasn't. Fair. Uh, Ma- Maggie Mullooly also, uh, for note, was the original Mary Barkley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we talked about that with the Pastor Barkley saga. Yeah, I think we just she wasn't actually in any of those, but we talked about the fact that there was yeah, you know, one, and then we've talked about her as as June Kendall as well because mm-hmm. she's June Kendall for a while. It's, oh, actually, she's the only person who voiced June Kendall. That's my bad. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so we've talked about her before in that context. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, wow. That's 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 a good run, I guess. Right? Because they do the thing, right? Okay, that's right. I was forgetting. I was forgetting that she doesn't like she's gone way before her character dies. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was missing. I was like, she was June Kendall right up until the end, but no, she just gets written off and like isn't actually in those episodes. But anyway, that's uh that that's what I've got as far as uh, as far as context goes. Nice. Wonderful. So are we ready to roll the promo then, Dylan? That is traditionally what we do now, Andrew. Oh goodness. I'm glad you remember my name. Is this the end? I wanted you to know that I'm leaving. Next on Adventures in Odyssey. You're leaving? For how long? For good if I can work it out. A frustrated Connie Kendall decides to move back to California right in the middle of a severe rainstorm. <laughs> my leg. Ah, quick, there's blood. You're bleeding. Will she go? Find out on the next exciting Adventure in Odyssey. Now that is a top-notch promo. <laughs> that that's what I'm talking about. It's wild the promo like I I guess the 80s were just, I don't know. This this episode is like unsettling. Yes. Like the the like it's like mildly horrific. No, all no, of yeah. the like all the rain stuff and the and like wit's leg bleeding and all that and it's just crazy that that's in the promo. Yeah, yeah, I am surprised that they went with the is this the end angle. <laughs> um cuz 34 wasn't... episodes in, yeah. we might be done. <laughs> because John Avery Whitaker is going to bleed out live yep. on air. Tune in <laughs> today. Oh goodness. Oh man. No, but yeah, this episode was one that I remember really liking as a kid, but it was incredibly upsetting, so I had like a lot of affection for it but there were a lot of times that i just couldn't handle listening to it where i didn't want to listen to it because it was so intense Mm, yeah well because this episode is is on the album too which famously is the 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 album andrew owns the one Um, that i I own all the masters to uh (laughs) album to andrew's version well and i I assume the copy of album two you have is like, did you have like the gold audio series one, the one that's actually called stormy weather or did yeah. you have, okay. Yeah. I figured, I, I figured that cause now it's the wildest summer ever Yeah, and has like that. the, the, the bear chasing them up the tree thing, From Camp which is, I figured given, given your, your, you know, state being an elder statesman and whatnot. That, mm, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. 
that you yeah. would have listened to I'm it a gold way. audio man myself Right. I, on the other hand, uh, got it from the church library, so I listened to it on the cassettes titled Grins, Grabbers, and Great Getaways. Wow! Wow. I did not know that there were three entirely different titles for this. Oh, yeah. Like, all of, for whatever reason, the early episode or the early albums of Odyssey, I mean, I've just gone through a lot of titles, but they used to all be like series yeah. of three with alliteration mm-hmm. great grins grapplers and great getaways wow gotta love it 1988 what a time <laughs> i mean i think it was after 88 till they actually put it on cassette but you know yeah i'll, I'll let you i'll let you have it we'll go 89 <laughs> speaking of taylor swift <laughs> um <laughs> nice thank you <laughs> that was elegant I'm kind of surprised on the myself. So the episode begins uh, with Connie and Wit in the shop during the storm. Um, basically, it's been raining in Odyssey for days. Um, three days. Three it's whole been raining days for are... three days. Yeah, that's not yeah. that long. It's it's not. Right? I agree. I mean, like it's close to the max for like one storm. Yeah. If it's like if it's been raining like truly just dumping for three days then that is like impressive but yeah, like but going like hurricanes sure but like having an ex- yeah there's no hur- hurricanes in illinois <laughs> no <laughs> famously hurricane free <laughs> those landlocked states <laughs> yeah but but the, there's plenty of yeah like that that level of rain is I don't know. It's not that like we we've I've I've been through like plenty of springs where it's just like the whole week is rainy. Yeah. Like and those are nice. I like a good rainy week. Yeah. Granted, yeah, what what is really highlighted I think in this episode is how little rain there is in California. <laughs> Connie has no precedent for such dryness and uh it is clearly very upsetting for her. She has um, no precedent for the wetness, you mean? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, there's only precedent for dryness. <laughs> right, well, it's the, but it's the funny, where I was like, oh, actually, that, that's fair. And then Wit's like, when she's, she mentions about, like, wanting to go back to California, it's like, you know, it rains there, too. And I'm like, does it, Wit? Yeah, no, that was does my Does it thought. rain in California? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Maybe no, the it's... 80s were a different time, but, like, it doesn't Cal- rain in California. California's famously been in a drought for, like, the past eight years. <laughs> <laughs> They have uh, the old, we have too many people problem. Yeah, it also has a line where he says, like, get away from the window. It's dangerous to be near a window with, while there's lightning. Mm-hmm. That, that stuck with me forever as a child. I will tell you that that scarred me. And it's exclusively because of this episode and the sound effects the window makes when it breaks. <laughs> no, but, like, that, but that's during a tornado. Then yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I've never heard... Don't go near a window while there's lightning. I mean, I'm guessing it's the same principle of wind blowing in, you know, windows or knocking down trees <laughs> and stuff. But granted, there's sure. not much you can do. And yeah, no, that's bad advice. Yeah, like I'm like, of course you stay ar- around it when there's away from it when there's high winds. But if there's lightning. Yeah. You can be through. You can be by a window. Yeah, you can watch lightning strike in your front yard from a window. Speaking from experience there? 
Uh, no, but I've driven past things and watched lightning strikes through windows, so no. not in that specific instance, but I, yeah, I no. have. That's happened. It was terrifying. Well, I'll tell you I'll what. Take it. Yeah, not a not a huge fan of lightning. Mm, no hot take. I mean, like it's 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 electric it's, take, it's, as it were. It's cool. Oh yeah. Um, from like yeah, you know, from a very far far away amount. But yeah, every once in a while, I'm remember I'm reminded of the fact that like lightning's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Like that really? is just <laughs> yeah, it's just electricity that shoots down from the sky right, and occasionally right. kills people and ruins yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my parents my parents own this home with like this huge barn on the property that has lightning rods all around the top Mm -hmm. i remember being a kid and like seeing those lightning rods and just being like we should just take those down and sell them for copper and my dad being like lightning still exists and i'm (laughs) like oh right like lightning rods seem like an old-timey thing we wouldn't need anymore but i guess you're right oh no a (laughs) hundred percent the only reason like yeah our our house is one story and uh we have big pin oak trees in our yard that are significantly taller than our house <laughs> so uh no no lightning rods needed <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's funny it's like they don't seem like they they seem yeah just so old-timey but it's like yeah nope, it comes they... with appliances including lightning rod <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh then in the middle of the storm uh tom bursts in and is mm-hmm. just a lovely old man yep yep Oh, you know how I am when it when it comes to storms. Everything just gets so wet. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell if he's excited about the storms based on his reaction. Yeah, he, I mean, he's playing it as, like, mildly excited. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's why I just, like, noted it as him being lovely. Where I'm yeah. like, eh, it's not, like... He's not, like, super pro or against the storm. He's just very, like, matter-of-fact about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, something's yeah. going on. <laughs> yep. And so it makes him some tea. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. This is a very good wit episode. <laughs> uh, it's just At least, lovely. Yeah. Delightful. And, uh, yeah. Then, then Tom starts to ask Connie about her judging the Bible bowl, mm-hmm. which... Um, or he's like, ah, I hear you're going to judge the Bible Bowl. Mm-hmm. The kids have been talking. They're all so excited. And she's like, and went from the other room was like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't talk to her about that yet. Yeah. And Connie being poised on being fed up in Odyssey gets very upset. And she makes very good points about the fact that, uh, she doesn't want to have all of her time spoken for because she needs to spend time with people her own age. Um, yep. I wish Connie would continue to fight on this behalf. <laughs> I wish yeah. this could be a consistent through line in the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she just does this whole, like, kind of goes on this whole rant about being frustrated with being preached at that, mm-hmm. like, obviously they're not intending to, but, like, her, like, both of them and the kids are just, like, constantly, yeah, you know preaching at her well and she's 15 that's the that's the big thing and that that is the huge revelation of this episode is connie gets aged yeah (laughs) she's 15 years old and like she should be with people her own age as most you know ninth graders are (laughs) yeah uh fifth grades 
fifth grade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fit, fit, Fifteen. Ninth or tenth grade. Like she's she's early on in high school. Mm-hmm. Um. Then she just kind of storms out into the rain. Yep. Yeah. She just gets up and leaves and walks out into the rain. Um. Because Wit said earlier that she could go home. Um. And so she yeah. decides to leave. Yep. Takes him up on his offer. Mm-hmm. She goes then um, over to Debbie, um, who is a friend, who is home, and mm-hmm. who has, like, a good, like, they have a really good repertoire here, which mm-hmm. is weird for a character that has never appeared before or since. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like when, yeah, like, it it sounds like they have, which, I mean, is like props to the writing of the show that they give her so much like you know this all this built-in history but also it's funny that like she that we just like all of a sudden in this episode find out like connie's got all of has like people her own age who she's friends with in this small town who aren't christians and who like keep asking to hang out with her and she turns him down because of work and i'm just like this is all coming out of nowhere yeah yeah definitely it does come out of nowhere and it and like you said it does not come back (laughs) no and i'm like i would love to have seen all the stuff leading up to this Mm-hmm. Instead of her just, like, showing up at Debbie's. And Debbie's, like, worried that Connie's getting religious. And I'm just like, all of this feels like dialogue that would have been given to, like, Connie's friend back in California. But mm-hmm. no, this is just, like, you know, a person she's friends with in Odyssey. Like, a friend she made, you know, Debbie. Debbie then weirdly references, like, that she's going to be hanging out with Donna. Like, Donna and the gang are coming mm-hmm. over later. And I'm like, what is this? What is the situation in which, like, you're getting on Connie for being religious, but you're cool hanging out with Donna? It's got to be a different Donna. <laughs> that That's my thought. So, because Donna couldn't, there's no way Donna would be 15. Oh. I, I, I feel yeah. like she's... Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Okay. I guess more than one person can have the same name. That's dumb. Yeah. Well, only if they're not <laughs> important enough to be ever mentioned again. <laughs> true, true. True. <laughs> Donna does like Donna's introduces a character on this album though, right? Yes, yes. Uh so yeah. There's that. Now I'm like Yeah, it's it's on episodes before this one. <laughs> so it is yep. just a weird a weird decision. But maybe you know. yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it is the same Donna and she's just squirreled her way in with the cool kids. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm I'm rooting I'm, for it. Yeah, we're all we're all Donna fans around here. In these parts. <laughs> um. <laughs> but but yeah, it's just like it's it's a rough scene because I feel so bad for Connie and it's like this is her like one glimpse at like having a Yeah, at having a friend. Yeah. Her own age. And, like, the thesis of this episode then becomes, like, I don't need friends my own age. And I'm like, no, but you do. No, like, but you I'm, definitely Like, do. I'm, I'm into, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with you having friends who aren't your own age as well. Mm-hmm. But you do need some friends that are your own age. Peers Please and thank notoriously you. helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's so, this episode is so close to, like, some of the Aubrey Erica stuff. Yes, very much so. Like, this scene maybe works if Debbie, like, is from California and just moved to town. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Then yeah. it's literally just that. 
but but yeah, it's just it's it's not bad. It's not particularly good. It's just kind of it's 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 striking. It is, and it's very different. And the fact that Connie left Wit's End, which is very familiar, and then walks directly to a completely unknown place with unmet people that have apparently previous established relationships is very strange um and yeah it's it's i agree it's kind of upsetting you know connie's getting distance because she's not uh you know she's preoccupied with work and everything and debbie says like yeah when you you know eventually when you always say no people stop asking and that is like a deep-seated fear of mine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that i can totally trace back to this episode um as like a thing that odyssey has done maybe for me in a good way and a bad way in the sense of like yeah if you tell people no for long enough you cannot expect them to stick around <laughs> right right well yeah i mean it's the i mean it's just like that's just general flakiness yeah like that's not even yeah that's not even specific to this situation that's just like yeah if you i don't know if you're for better and worse like if you're a hard person to pin down to hang out with it's people are like i don't know it's gonna be tougher for them to do so we should have brendan on to explain it wow (laughs) shots fired (laughs) past and future guest brendan Asabo, friend of the pod and you're just throwing him under the bus well i mean and also i have i have plans to hang out with him this coming week good for you that's exciting are you coming over yeah yeah oh i look forward to it (laughs) you can uh half watch a movie with us while you're on your phone and walk in and out of the room yeah it'll be great it's a it's a it's a blast honestly it's it's my second favorite way to enjoy a movie as opposed to sitting there on my phone the whole time. Right. Oh, I, I see. I thought your favorite way was to, as the movies start, read the summary and cast list. <laughs> no, that's before it starts. No, it's as it starts, Andrew. That's the problem, is I press play on a movie, and then you start looking up stuff about it. And I'm like, we're already watching it. Just watch the movie. I'm sorry. This podcast is not where I air my grievances at Andrew. It's true. It's true. My movie watching habits are atrocious, though, and I'm not a sh- well. I should be ashamed of them. <laughs> but this won't keep I'm... me from getting elected into political office, like some things I've said on this show. Yeah, before. I mean, look, like, and you also, you don't. I don't know. Like, I am. I'm probably too far the other way, and it's not. And I don't want to be like. Yeah, I don't want to be a jerk about it. No, no, no. You're fine. And I don't think that you ask anything unreasonable. Yeah, but Andrew, I want to. Oh, I know. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, uh, then, right, so then Connie leaves Debbie's. We go back to Wit's End where there's a tornado warning issued. Mm -hmm. And June has called Wit looking for Connie. Um, And Wit's like, oh, she left here a little bit ago. I figured she was going toward home to you. And I'm like... I guess June was maybe just checking up on her. It's like Connie was scheduled to work. Mm -hmm. So I would assume that she was just going to be there. But maybe she just wanted to see if she's doing okay in the storm and whatever else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. we can yada yada it. 
Yeah, and uh, then, like... That's an excellent one-sided telephone call, though, I will oh, say. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about it, but you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, just... I, I mean, I wish I had written it down word for word, because it's actually good in the way that they do the exposition. It does sound, like, fairly natural, despite it being incredibly expositional, um, which... <laughs> I think Odyssey probably has to be better at because it's an audio-only medium than, like, uh, a TV yeah, show. Yeah. No, for for sure. For sure that's, like, a, yeah, a thing. And this episode, just through and through, sounds great. Oh, yeah. The score is incredible. It's very Twin Peaksy. Mm. All of the synths and everything and how kind of dank and moody it is, like, <laughs> very much, yeah. you know, yeah lumber mill uh where where is twin peaks is that, it's in minnesota no sir it is the uh northwest it's like a washington or oregon oh, actually washington it's washington because it's very close to the canadian border ah uh, washington's excellent. the one on the top yeah yeah it is yes washington yep, yep. so <laughs> anyway um geography not geography quarter just geography just geography <laughs> introducing <that>. the topic <laughs> welcome to uh, geography i'm dylan weaver and i'm andrew sabo countries they exist see you next week uh so so yeah uh Wick, wick's gonna go out looking for connie uh, mm-hmm. Then we cut over to Connie making it home mm-hmm. um, and pleading with June to go to California. And this is our first scene ever with June Kendall. Wow. Really? Yeah. I guess it makes sense considering. I mean, it's point. just right. But it's once again, like they do a really good job of it, of it feeling natural. Yes, of like yeah. s- same, same with Debbie where you're like. I don't feel like I'm meeting this person for the first time. You're not doing no. any sort of weird exposition or like setting them up particularly. You're just like, here's a human being. Yeah. They're going to interact with like the character you already know as though this is not their first time interacting because mm-hmm. it isn't. Well, and I think that the like the natural disaster circumstances are really good for that sort of thing because it creates a very obvious precedent for interaction you know Hmm. yeah yeah but i think it's like i think it's a thing through and through that like early odyssey does so good oh yeah building the mythology of odyssey Mm -hmm. because like an episode we're not talking about but like recollections um which is the like flashback to like you know, Wit and Jenny and how they wind up and how he winds up getting wit's end in the first place and like that whole thing is like is an episode in like the first it's like episode 17 like it's so early on in the show yeah and it's establishing all of this stuff that goes on before the show exists but not in a way that feels like it's like an information dump in a way that feels like it's just like referencing back to those things yeah it's like a story a person would tell and you care about this person because of previous experiences yeah, and it's just, like, it's really impressive how, like, there are enough Odyssey episodes that 
flashback and whatnot that I, as a kid, I think, like, you you fill in the gaps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I, as a kid, not knowing that this is the only episode Debbie has ever appeared in, can easily assume that she's in other episodes that I just haven't heard. Mm -hmm. Because when there's 900 episodes, Mm -hmm. there's some that you have never heard. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a cassette that friend of the pod, Adam Deckard, lost from the church <laughs> library. Yeah. You know, maybe that was one that never actually made it off radio and it's just being referenced here. Like mm-hmm. like we talked about last week, um, we were talking about the, the creation of the Bible room and like that later is like a flashback scene that we get in an episode because that they stopped airing that episode. Yeah. But it's just like they can do they just do such a good job at the world building mm-hmm. and making it feel full and not ever I mean the fact that the first Barkley episode is family vacation. Mm-hmm. And it's like that doesn't feel like that's not like an introduction episode. No, no. No, I I went into it thinking that the Barclays had been there since the beginning of the first album. Right, right. Like, they just just seem like, hey, this is the family that, this is, like, our family in Odyssey, Mm -hmm. and we're just going on another adventure with them when it's Mm -hmm. like, this is their introduction. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's really It's like, aside from, like, like, obviously Connie's introduction on the show is very pointedly an introduction. Yeah. But, like... But, like, I like that the show doesn't do every character like that. Mm-hmm. That it's not just characters continue to spawn in the town of Odyssey. But mm-hmm. it's, like, characters who have already been here for decades, we're now taking a peek in their life. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, characters like Eugene have done so well with, and Wooten particularly, I think, is somebody um, that had a role within the community that lended itself to being there sometimes and not being there others. And then they just went hard with it. And, you know, now he's like one of the main pillars of the show. Right. Right. It's, I was, yeah, this is kind of off topic, but I was listening to um, the new Buck episodes after I listened to this and just thinking about the fact that like, so Wit talks in this episode about relying too much on Connie, which is alluding to him bringing in Eugene in the future, and the fact that 900 episodes later we're having, like, very quality story building about Buck's, or about Eugene's adopted son's origin story, you know, (laughs) and, like, how far down this world building really goes and what it allows you to do with characters. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rich rich world. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that this is just like such a nice I don't know, th- th- this is this is a nice lightning rod for that. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. 100%. Yep. Um so so yeah, she she's arguing with her mom and just mm-hmm. begging to go back to California and June's like I this sea is coming out of nowhere and like once again, it's just like well written. Connie's like, well, like I can see how you would see that, but like I've been debating this forever, mm-hmm. and we as the audience have seen Connie do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not coming out of nowhere for us. This mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. But yeah. I like that they let it catch June off guard. 
mm-hmm. um, is just, yeah, it's just good writing. It's and, really good writing. <laughs> and yeah, she's just going on about like not having friends here and and June's like, what about Debbie and like those people? And Connie's like, well, they're not friends like what I have back home. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they could be. You just spend too much time at wit's end. Um, <laughs> you've just centered your life around this job. Yeah. Granted, like, I think one of the, like, this episode is kind of like, I don't know, set, shows like, ah, maybe wit's over-reliant on Connie and whatnot. And that's pulling her away from being a kid. But also, Connie very pointedly took this job in order to get go the back money to, to go California. back to California. Yeah. So she hasn't really, like, her prioritization has been money, not friendships in this town. Exactly. And, it, and like, she even makes a point saying, like, I have the bus ticket. Like, I have this. This is what I've wanted. You know, I want to go back. Um, and you know, June resigns herself to say, like, well, I'll think about it, and then Connie freaks out and is like, oh, that means it's gonna be a yes every time it's a no, you say no, but every time you say think about it, you're gonna think about it, it's a yes. And the Katie Lee in this episode Mm. is batting a thousand. Like, everything she's touching, she's just smashing it over the fence. Whether it's Connie being upset with being fed up and not being in California, to her talking to her mom, um, to even the next scene where Connie goes and finds Wit in the rain because after they have that conversation, June remembers that Wit went out looking for her. Um, like, all of the, the chaos and the climax of this episode, Katie Lee is just, like, the mental pictures I had of her performing it would have been insane. Like, I would love to be a fly on the wall and see her acting with Hal Smith to make this happen. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I wonder if Focus on the Family had security cameras in 1998. Or 1988. (laughs) Sorry, can you repeat that? Well, if they had security cameras, I could potentially get access to it. Oh, oh, now I... Okay. (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? I I see what you're saying. It's the only possible way that I could see Katie Lee acting. I doubt doubt they had uh, security cameras in the recording booth <laughs> where they keep all of focus their on jewels. the family you know <laughs> in the 80s that seems unlikely actually i don't even know i don't even know where these episodes are recorded technically mm-hmm. like we yeah i don't i don't who who knows when it with with the old episodes but yeah like are they recorded in california or colorado springs i you know, time will tell, I guess. Uh, but, but yeah. yeah. So Connie, um, Connie runs up to Wit in the rain. Um, it's right. the sound oh, wait, of the sorry. rain is deafening. Oh, go for it. I, I was just going to say, this is the, this is the point which June has the line of, you should never put an age limit on friendship. Oh yes. Yes. Which I think that. is, which I think is a good point, mm-hmm. And I like, it just then kind of gets spun the wrong way by the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> um, so, Wit is standing in presumably a monsoon. It, it The rain is so loud and, like, yeah, it's deafening. Oh, uh, yeah. And Connie runs up to him. Uh, He's says, hiding Johnny out in... Avery Whitaker! What? 
he's hiding out in Dale Johnson's shed. Oh, yeah. Which is not Dale Jacobs' shed. No. Dale Johnson, different guy. Lots of Dales in Odyssey. Surprising no one. But no chips. <laughs> Except for Easley. <laughs> Dag it, Andrew. Good joke. Thank you. I hate it when you're funny. Uh, this is what happens when I don't take my medication. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes the voice in my head has a good sense of humor. <sighs> so, yeah. So, Connie runs up to Wit, going, coming to rescue him. Wit is in Dale Johnson's shed, and he just wanted to make sure that Connie was okay, which immediate, I was, immediately I was like, Oh, Wit, you're so sweet going out looking for Connie in the rain and all of that. Um and this is when Connie tells Wit that she's leaving, and that's where the come, the line in the promo comes from. Uh, yep. That she wants to go back to Colorado, and um, Colorado. Oh, Colorado. She wants to go back to California. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go where my spirit is leading me to Colorado Springs. Home <laughs> of focus arc. on the family. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my bus ticket. Wit, just let me go. Um, but yeah, so Wit is obviously upset about it. Uh, he has some some feelings, but then they they run back to the store, um, because there's a tornado watch and there's lightning and Wit spends the entire episode being like, "Wow, those clouds are bad. Wow, those clouds are getting closer. Wow, that sounded close. Wow, <laughs> like, uh, they they do a really good job of bread breadcrumbing this like." very big storm that's coming in um <laughs> and there's a great score of them kind of running through the rain and then it cuts to them r- walking into wit's end um and again the synths are so ominous and wit walks in and he has a i've got a bad feeling about this moment <laughs> right before the window explodes presumably right. in slow motion well because um, it does <laughs> have the gift of prophecy as yes, we've seen does. throughout odyssey yeah you know in a different way to how jack has it but you know it's there it's it's definitely there it's, it's more han-esque um. <laughs> but but yeah it's just this it's this it's this moment where it just sounds incredible the storm's building it's like get away from that window connie she's like what why would i get away from the window and then it just poosh, yeah, it's it's so, I mean, I don't know, chaotic, the sound of the breaking glass. Uh, you can really get a, a sense of it, and then, you know, it cuts away to commercial break and then cuts back for the conclusion <laughs> right, right, of the right. adventure. And, yeah, and, and, you know, this Chris is like, you know, are Wit and Connie going to be okay? And I'm like... Boy, they are going like, to bleed out on the floor. Well, it's like, but it's like this is already an intense scene, and then it's yeah. like underlining it for children of like, I don't know, they might die. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> now you can see why I didn't listen to this one before bed too often. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely too many times, apparently. Uh, yeah. So he gets hit by the broken window that blew in because of the tornado. Connie's freaking out. 
um you know the sounds of broken glass um connie's voice is just jumping around and like in the way that connie does when she gets excited Mm, um, yeah it's really good the inflection is incredible yeah Um, and wits wits really concerned about her and is like mm -hmm. making sure she's okay and then all of a sudden like they look down and he's got like a massive piece of glass sticking out of his leg yeah presumably just like half uh, of the window is stuck into his so so like unsettling oh yeah oh yeah definitely well just the idea of wit sitting on the floor helplessly is so strange to me (laughs) yeah like yeah um and you can really yeah you can hear the moving of the broken glass and he's kind of struggling to to get clear he asked connie to move some of the glass out of the way and go get the bandages and then she comes back with the bandages and um they need to call for help but the phone lines are dead um which was established in the previous scene and connie's freaking out even more because phone lines don't go dead and not are in california um <laughs> and and wit is uh very stoic throughout all of this so connie goes to the back to get the hand crank or the battery-powered hand radio to uh call the sheriff i guess yeah <laughs> I, it's, i've it's, never it, done that so so it's a ham radio and oh, okay. it's like a police it, scanner yeah yeah we'll go with that and yeah. like he can you can contact the police on it, or like you can go get onto their channel and mm-hmm. say something and they would hear it um but you know while you know so she does that and brings it back and then but is but it's not working Mm -hmm. um and wits just quoting psalm 103 like throughout this um Mm -hmm. in a way that is like really sweet and comforting and i thought it was like it's knocking you over the head no no i thought it's really great like people using psalms to get through hard times is my favorite use of bible (laughs) like as far as just reading reading the bible for comfort in the Mm. moment like you know and well and it's so i i think part of what makes it so good is it's not wit saying don't worry we don't have to do anything we'll just sit here and pray Mm-hmm. Yeah, like exactly. it is still him responding no. in a crisis. Yeah, and giving Connie things to do, mm-hmm. but just calming himself down through yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's literally like a CBT exercise. Essentially, like you would tell you know somebody to I don't know like punch an inflatable doll or something like that in the same way that he's reading psalms to help regulate his emotions and center himself mm. and and it's it's yeah it's really cool and how smith's voice voice acting is incredible because you can hear the inflection of his voice change after he's been kind of like saying the magic words as it were but like he just sounds a bit calmer and his vernacular changes a bit um and yeah, it was just a very haunting scene of him saying psalms to himself while he's bandaging his own wounds and pulling out glass from his leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... And my, then... my, the note I have is, Wits War Days. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. 
So, and then... June Kendall arrives. June Kendall comes in. The cavalry shows up and takes Wit to the hospital. June um, to the rescue. Yeah. She came in to look for uh, to look for Connie to make sure everything was okay. And it's awesome. Like, it wasn't Tom that could have just showed up randomly again. Like, it was mm. Kendall, who was somebody that was involved. Like, it makes sense that she would be here. And she is able to take care of the situation, gets Wit to the hospital. Yeah. Um, Tom does come by later, apparently, to board up the windows, because he's just a swell guy. And, you know, he gets excited about wet things. Um, <laughs> wet boards. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got a scene in the in the hospital of Connie mm-hmm. just, like, marveling over Wit's calmness. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just... It's just really good. And... Yeah. Yeah, well, Connie, yeah, she talks about Wits being, you know, you're always okay. Like, you're always so calm. And um, and then Wit kind of counters by being like, well, you know, I need to apologize because, like, I've been taking, you know, you for granted and I've been relying on you for a lot. And, like, you've brought a lot of value to the store and I've been kind of selfish by not um being more mindful of your own needs and to like to to spend time with people your own age um which is really nice and unfortunately it's kind of then countered by connie being like no wit i'm just gonna do whatever you want because don't put an age limit on friendship (laughs) um but yeah no it's Connie agrees to take care of the shop, and then she talks about postponing her trip to California, which is the big, uh, the big climax. And then Connie gets to give Wit a hug. Yeah, yeah, Wit's just, like, very sweetly asks, like, hey, would you be willing to come over here and, and give me a hug? And, yeah, I just, I want, I want a hug from John Avery Whitaker. Me that too. Sounds, really well, especially bad. Hal Smith, Wit. Yeah. Like, not, yeah, not a like nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Hurlinger would be fine, but yeah, I, I like. Need a so good here, here's the wit. thing: is like I want to get coffee with Hurlinger. Yeah, I want a hug from Hal Smith. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I I feel like Hal Smith was. Well, let me look up pictures of him. I, he's got such a comforting voice. I can't imagine he wasn't you know a jolly fellow to look at actually not particularly (laughs) (laughs) he had a very pronounced double chin i uh, so kind of looping back to to the conversation i think this is maybe i don't know this is the crux of the show or whatever in a lot or this episode in a lot of ways which is yeah connie just kind of stepping up being like oh look i'm gonna take care of the shop for a while Mm -hmm. uh while you're getting better um but and then and then apologizing for moping around but wit apologizing for taking her for granted Mm -hmm. um and that just being yeah an important moment in their relationship of like it's not even 
I don't know. It feels like it was going to be like a wit butt apology, but then it's mm-hmm. not. Exactly. Like he does just fully commit to being sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. We don't get a lot from wit. And like, given the circumstances, I just, I feel like it's really important for their relationship to have him own his mistakes and be, you know, as strong as he is while also being vulnerable when he needs to be. Yeah. 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 Because that's like, like, I think listening to Connie's conversion story, I'm getting so much of the uh, Christian patriarch is superior kind of attitude which is true like i think you know in the sense that like toxic toxic masculinity is very much um kind of shallow and not very emotionally vulnerable like and it and it leads to to distancing and and bad relationships i i see especially in this episode wit just being very uh interpersonal and and humble you know in in ways that he certainly isn't always yeah yeah, I I like that the, I don't know, I, I like that Connie finds comfort and affection, comfort in and affection for Wit in this episode. I do really appreciate that. I wish it wasn't at the expense of, like, peers. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's where I probably have the biggest struggle with this episode, which I'm otherwise pretty gung-ho about like well we're just burdened with having you know 870 more episodes (laughs) to know what they don't do (laughs) right 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 to know that like she doesn't get a friend until until penny yeah (laughs) you know is just is tough and so yeah it just becomes this thing where i'm like very very aware of it but Mm -hmm. but yeah it's still i don't know it's still a nice scene and i yeah, I like, I don't know, I like Connie, I like Wit, like, they're, yeah, and I, and I, yeah, I would say maybe my other, my other thing where I'm just kind of, like, tired of it is, is Wit's constantly being, like, you know, really trying to, like, keep her from California. Yeah. It's just, like, continues to be mildly annoying, but, like... Yeah, I think that there's so much other stuff that comes from this that I that I like that I don't want to be too hard on that point. No, no, I mean... And I there mean, are other episodes that have that worse than this one, and we've talked about <laughs> it, and we will talk about it again. Um, but in this moment, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a sweet episode. It really is. It's only got an 88% rating on the Adventures in Odyssey wiki, <laughs> which is criminally low. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it's got to be at least in the 90%. And it's got 55 votes, you know? This is a classic. Right. This is yeah a, a fan favorite. Yeah. And it's, they fill all their writing in the, in the complete guide. It talks about, like, that it just is part of this, like, key storyline they were working on here um, of kind of moving Connie in this direction. They mm-hmm. kind of developed this as a stepping stone where to see, like, how Wit relied on his faith in a major crisis. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, 
Yeah, which is like nice. Like I, I, that's like a. That is a very, uh, understandable and effective ministry tactic of just having your beliefs and holding to them tightly when things aren't going your way. Right. Like I, I have so much more appreciation for that in contrast to like. You're going to take this kid with you and raise him in California? Like, don't you understand how much, you know, responsibility you have, you know? Yeah, or like, exactly. Or, like, just so many of the episodes we've talked about previously. I've been frustrated with how Wit represents his faith to Connie, who does not share that faith. Yeah. And this episode, I think, comes at a great contrast, where it's like, no, this is just like, this is, yeah, him not going out of his way and being forceful with anything, but just, and not doing it, not living this way to show her so that she comes around, but just like a natural overflow of like, this is how I respond. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's good. It really is. Um, oh goodness. There, <laughs> yeah, this might just be the difference between Phil Waller and uh, Paul McCusker, honestly, <laughs> as far as what Wit's doing. <laughs> you make a great point, Andrew. I do I do like that. That's now my headcanon. Okay. All right. Well, I look forward to uh, continuing our analysis and seeing, <laughs> seeing Phil Waller's all about up. like putting, or yeah, Phil Waller's all about like putting words in Wit's mouth and making mm-hmm. him this, you know, vocal po- like this mouthpiece for the stuff that he wants to c- communicate and mccusker is like what if he's just like a nice old man who loves people and loves god i uh, yeah yeah that's my wit <laughs> that's yeah. my wit nice yeah. old man who gives good hugs and apparently can bandage his own wounds <laughs> Dylan, do you have uh, any other takeaways from this episode? No, I think I think that that's that's where I end here. Yeah, yeah, I I'm I've definitely said I think my piece regarding it. Uh, big fan. Um, I would be interested to do a uh, like natural disasters and Odyssey mini arc where we cover <laughs> you know the tornado and the snowstorms and everything. I think that could be fun. Um, but yeah, good times, good times. Fun to revisit a uh, a classic episode that is apparently deep within my subconscious, never to be removed. <laughs> maybe, maybe after I have children, maybe that's what I'll like. That'll that'll bump it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Uh anything anything you'd like to plug here this week, Andrew? Oh. Um You know, natural disasters are often caused by climate change, so just uh, you know, watch recycling. don't look up. Yep. <laughs> watch don't look up. Recycle. Uh, re- re- recycle. The actual plug of the episode is recycle. Yeah, Say cool no with that. when people offer you straws. <laughs> save the turtles that's my plug okay 
Recycle. Save the turtles. Phil Oller's bad uh. wit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've got anything I want to plug. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Do you want to ask for feedback on the, uh, content for the club or for the bonus content? What do you mean? Just ask for ideas and feedback. You can ask for ideas and feedback, Andrew. Okay. (laughs) Um, for those of you that have, uh, chosen to get the bonus content that we put out twice a month um or love. those of you who haven't and are interested but don't like what we're doing <laughs> exactly uh any recommendations or feedback um we would love to hear what you'd like us to do um definitely we'll look at take a look at those and uh yeah me and dylan have a blast making it so we are open for whatever and are excited to keep making it. Um, yeah. The yeah, email, we've... as always, <laughs> is wadfamchockpod at gmail.com. Again, that's wadfamchockpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. All right. And uh, with all that being said, we will see all of you back next week. For episode 45, what are we going to do about Halloween? Oh, no. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at wadfamchalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Stormy Weather was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Asabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod.